You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. Yeah, the word. 
Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. I'm your host, Afiel Levi. Thank you for uh, listening to the uh, 30 Days of Content Creators of Color. Um, We're going to talk about today the uh, Greek captivity, when the Greeks had us in slavery. Many people don't know that the uh, people such as Alexander the Greek were mentioned in the Bible. It's contained in the uh, book called the Maccabees. The Maccabees was originally found in the 1611 King James Bible. But uh, the Protestants of America removed this history because it would prove that um, Western civilization was not the dawn of all things pure and good. As a matter of fact, as we read, you'll find that um, during the time that the Greeks took power, they did many atrocities and many evils to our Hebraic ancestors. So we're going to start at uh, 1 Maccabees chapter 1. And we're going to read about Alexander the Greek. All right. First Maccabees chapter one, verse one. And it happened after that Alexander, son of Philip, the Macedonian who came out of the land of Shittim had smitten Darius, king of the Persians and Medes. And he reigned in his stead the first over Greece. Some folks wonder, okay. What is Kittim? Where is the land of Kittim? So we're going to look right now at uh, Wikipedia, where it describes the land of Kittim. So Kittim was a settlement in present-day Lanarka on the east coast of Cyprus. Known in ancient times as Kidion or Sidium, on this basis, the whole island became known as Kittim in Hebrew including the Hebrew Bible. However, the name seems to have been employed with some flexibility in Hebrew literature. It was often applied to all the Aegean islands and even to the West in general, but especially the seafaring West. According to Flavius Josephus, 100 AD, records in his Antiquity of the Jews, that Sithimus, son of Javan, possessed the island of Katima. It is now called Cyprus. And from that, it is uh, that all islands and the greatest part of the seacoast are named Kittim by the Hebrews. And one city there is in Cyprus that has been able to preserve its denomination. It has been called Kittius or Kittim by those who... Uh, whose language are of the Greeks and has not by uh, the use of that dialect escaped from the name Kittim. The expression Isles of the Kittim or Lands of Kittim found in the book of Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 10 and Ezekiel 27 verse 6 indicates that some centuries prior to Josephus, this designation had already become a general descriptor for the Mediterranean islands. Sometimes this designation was further extended to apply to Romans, Macedonians, or Seleucid Greeks. You see that? So right here in Wikipedia, we see that the Romans were called uh, the land of Kittim. Macedonians were called the land of Kittim or Seleucid Greeks were called the land of Kittim. The Subtuagent translate the occurrence of Kittim in the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 30 
uh, as the Romans. First Maccabees chapter one, verse one states that Alexander the Greek, the Macedonian, had come from the land of Kitsim. In the war of the sons of light against the sons of darkness from the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Kitsim are referred to as being uh, Assyrian or Ashur. Eleazar Sikhenik argued that these reference to Ashur should be understood to relate to the Seleucid Empire, which is the Greeks, which controlled the territory of the former Assyrian Empire at that time. But his son Hagiel Yadin interpreted the phrase of the veiled reference to the Romans. So whenever you hear the term Kittim, it's referring to the Greeks or the Romans. Now we're going to look at the vision that Daniel had pertaining to the uh, indignation of the Greeks. Um, in Daniel chapter 8, verse 21, it states this. And the rough goat is the king of Grecia, and the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. This is referring to Alexander the Greek. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. So out of Alexander, four kingdoms are going to break off or four nations are going to be established for the Grecian Empire out of his four generals. It says, and in the latter time of the kingdom, when the transgressors are come to full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper in practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. So we're going to find out here that the uh, Grecians are going to come against our people and destroy them. This is a prophecy that Daniel saw. Verse 25. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper. In his hand he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. And he shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning, which was told, is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterwards, I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. So no one was able to understand um, his vision. His vision was pertaining to the Greeks coming into power. Now, this can be found later on in Maccabees when we find out what exactly the Greeks did to our people. So let's go back to 1 Maccabees, 1 Maccabees chapter 1, verse 1. And it happened after that Alexander, the son of Philip, the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Chittim, had smitten Darius, king of the Persians and the Medes, that he reigned in his stead the first over Greece, and had made many wars and won many strongholds and slew the kings of the earth. So when Alexander the Greek came into power, he killed a lot of the dark nations, including the black Hebrews. And here's what he did. Verse three. And he went through to the ends of the earth and took spoils of many nations insomuch that the whole earth was quiet before him, whereupon he was exalted and his heart was lifted up. 
and he gathered a mighty strong host and ruled over countries and nations and kings who became tributaries unto him. So Alexander the Greek, he came into power and the other nations, including the Egyptians, the black Hebrews, um, were forced to pay taxes to him. Right. Verse five. And after these things, he fell sick and perceived that he should die. So this is when he uh, caught uh, some sort of syphilis or some sort of uh, disease. Wherefore, he called his servants, such as were honorable and had been brought up with him from his youth and parted his kingdom among them while he was yet alive. So while Alexander the Greek was alive, he parted his kingdom um, with his four generals that he grew up with. Okay. Verse seven. So Alexander reigned 12 years and then died and his servants bear rule every one in his place. And after his death, they all put crowns upon themselves. So did their sons after them many years. And evils were multiplied in the earth. And evils were multiplied in the earth. So we see here in the text that when the Edomites, also known as the Greeks and Romans, came into power, evils were multiplied on the earth. They took this out of the Bible. Because they don't want you to know that when they came into power, it wasn't peace and love and all of this thing. It was a lot of wickedness and evil that happened to us as a people. It says evils were multiplied in the earth and there came out of them a wicked root, Antiochus, surnamed Epiphanes, son of Antiochus the king, who had been a hostage at Rome. And he reigned in the hundred and thirty and seventh year of the kingdom of the Greeks. So now we see here that Antiochus was king. And while he was established as king, let's find out what he did to our people. First Maccabees chapter one, verse 41. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. So now doesn't that sound like America? Antiochus was the king that enforced a new world order. He enforced assimilation. He enforced the creation of getting all the kingdoms of the earth to be established as one nation under God. But the God that he wanted worship was not the God of the Bible, but himself, just like in America. America established itself through assimilation of all the world powers and the New World Order, or the United Nations, is here in the Americas. Verse 42. And everyone should leave his laws. So all the heathen agreed according to the commandment of the king. So all the nations decided, yeah, let's create a United Nations. Let's get all the nations together in one place. Let's be one people. Let's be a one world government. This is what they've established here in the United States. Nothing is new under the sun. But find out what happened once the world assimilated under Antiochus, verse 43. Yea, many also of the Israelites consented to his religion. So he was a political power as well as a religious power and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. So when we came under the direction of the Greeks, we were forced to follow his religion by sacrificing to false gods, to demons, to devils, to idols, like like Jupiter, like Astarte, all the Greek 
uh, deities. And people still do it now to this day. Verse 44. For the king had sent letters by messenger unto Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, that they should follow the strange laws of the land and forbid burnt offerings and sacrifices and drink offerings in the temple that they should profane the Sabbaths and festival days. So now this is why modern Christianity now does the same thing. Modern Christianity profanes the Sabbaths of the creator and doesn't allow us to celebrate the festival days of the Bible. Instead, they follow Greek and Roman religious practices and uh, things that are rooted in paganism. For example, Christmas is rooted in the Roman festival called Saturnalia. Look it up. Do a Google search. Saturnalia. Uh, Halloween is based on the custom of Sam Wayne or Sam Hain, as we covered in a previous episode. Watch this. Verse 47. Verse 46, and pollute the sanctuary and the holy people. Isn't that what we read in Daniel? That they would come and destroy the holy people? That's what happened to us. Verse 47, and set up altars and groves and chapels of idols. So they set up churches. They set up altars and groves and chapels, chapels of idols. And sacrifice swine's flesh and unclean beasts. So if you ever wondered why a lot of people eat pork during the uh, Christmas festival, right, is because during the empire of the Greeks, when they set up altars and groves and chapels of idols, they sacrifice swine's flesh. That's your Christmas ham, right? That's your Saturnalia ham right there. And unclean beasts. So they also ate other unclean animals. That they should leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanness and profanation to the end. Now, this was the point that they were trying to do to the end that they would forget the law to the end that they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. So they change now the ordinances of the Bible to now the ordinances or the laws of the Greeks. This is how we turned into Greeks. We were Hellenized. Okay. And whoso would not do according to the commandment of the king, he said he should die. So we were forced on penalty of death to profane our Sabbath, which is Saturday, to not participate in our feast days, such as uh, the Holy uh, Passover uh, Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Dedication, and all these things. We were forced to worship idols, which is what people do now to this day. And we were forced on pain of death to follow the ways of the Gentiles, the way of the Greeks. Watch this. In the selfsame manner, wrote he to his whole kingdom and appointed overseers over all the people, commanding the cities of Judah to sacrifice city by city. Then many of the people were gathered unto them to wit, everyone that forsook the law. So there were some of those that forsook the law. And so they committed evils, evils, evils in the land and drove the Israelites into secret places, even wheresoever they could flee for succor. So our people were trying to leave and find ways that they could leave in order to find help. 
Now, find out some of the atrocities that they did. Watch this. Verse uh, 60. It says, uh, no, watch this. Uh, 59. Now, the fifth and 20th day. So, on the 25th day, interesting, huh? On the 25th day of the month, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of God. So on the 25th of whatever day this was in the month Caslu, right, which I'm assuming is December, okay, on the 20 and 5 day of the month, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of God, at which time, according to the commandment, they put to death certain women that had caused their children to be circumcised. And they hang the infants, they hanged the infants about their necks and rifled their houses and slew them that had circumcised them. Howbeit, many in Israel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat anything unclean. Wherefore, they chose rather to die that they might not be defiled with meats and that they might not profane the holy covenant so then they died and there were great and there was very great wrath upon Israel. So we see here based on this uh, chapter in first Maccabees that when the Greeks rose up into power, that the Greeks were the ones that did many atrocities to our people and they killed them and they hung basically lynched children. So now this shows you that when, uh, Caucasians try to tell you that the Greeks was the dawn of civilization and it was all happy-go-lucky. No, they did a lot of atrocities to our Hebraic ancestors and evils were multiplied in the land. They forced them to go into idolatry. They forced them to worship false deities. They forced them to eat swine's flesh on pain of death. Okay, so now when uh, you read in the Bible where it says neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, that shows you that it's talking about when we were forced to become the Greeks. We were forced to follow the ways of the Gentiles. Okay. So this can be found in 2 Maccabees chapter 6, verse 6. I'm going to read that briefly and then we're going to uh, close off. 2 Maccabees chapter 6 and verse 6. Neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient feasts or to profess himself at all to be a Jew. So if you're not able to profess yourself at all to be a Jew, what would you become? You'd become a Greek. You'd be assimilation, assimilated into the Greek culture and the Greek habits and the Greek customs. So that's the same thing like us in America. When we were brought here as slaves, we did not keep our Hebraic uh, culture. We ended up converting to the religion of Christianity which was that of the Greek Greco-Romans, the descendants of the Romans, the Edomites, the uh, Americans and the French and the Dutch and the Spanish. All these individuals that were from the European persuasion forced us to not call ourselves Hebrew anymore, but call ourselves Greeks, call ourselves Americans, call ourselves French, call ourselves all these gentilic uh, titles that we were brought to as slaves. That's why now we call ourselves African-American um, because we are American citizens, but we don't know our lineage is that of the Hebrews. 
Um, so at the end of the day, you learned today of when the Greeks came into power and how they did many atrocities to our people. And I hope this can be a valuable lesson that you can teach your children and your friends and family that we should remove ourselves from Greco-Roman institutions and go back to our own culture, our own laws, statutes and commandments. Um, thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. You can find us on Instagram, the Forefront Express. You can find us on uh, Facebook, the Forefront Media. Find us on Spotify, on Anchor, on uh, Stitcher and other sources. Just type in the Forefront Radio. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts as well. So thank you. Peace and blessings to you all. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in the Forefront Media and you'll be able to get updates of of, uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, please do share this show if you like the show and we do hope that you do love this show and uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel.